Welcome back to Say It Ain't So Podcast. I am here with three other gentlemen. My name is David Spoon. I'm here with Jack Baldwin, Raiden, and Miguel Emeren. I, sorry I mispronounced your last name. Continuing on. Today, Say It Ain't So Podcast is going to be talking about a very serious topic called TBI. Now, if you do not know what TBI is, it is an acronym standing for Traumatic Brain Injury. This is a very serious case that the most common case you might have heard of is NFL players' uh, concussions. Concussions. Thank you, Jack. And further on. So, getting right into the information, what do you have for us, Jack? Uh, well, the uh, actual definition of a traumatic brain injury is results from a violent blow or jolt to your head or your body. But really, traumatic brain injuries come from a basically a violent hit to your head. No. Um, now, there's multiple categories for this. Uh, the one we've chosen for you today to talk about more on is the closed head injury, which is an injury result to a blow of the head, but it doesn't actually penetrate your skull. So your brain just shakes around your head and causes damage. Yep. So there have been multiple cases of this, obviously. There, I've even looked up the expenses, too, and apparently it's somewhere in the range of billions of dollars and let me just get my number straight here it is 48 billion to 78 billion dollars per year annually and that's just a ridiculous number when you think about it so it it really is um and you it's not hard to tell when there's a traumatic brain injury either uh it's really not because the symptoms of them are very simple um vomiting is a very good possibility uh, the lack of energy, um, possible loss of consciousness, um, comas could be a very good possibility, uh, dizziness, uh, cognitive difficulties, and sometimes a slow pulse can all result of TBI. Indeed. Now, we have found a case study on this particular uh, closed, what was it again? Closed, closed head, head injury. Uh, it was uh, Raiden here that found it. It has to deal with, what did it have to deal with, Raiden? It has to do with a 20-year-old male that went off the road. He, was not, he had a motorcycle, he went off the road, and he injured his head, he was unconscious. When they found him, and he wasn't wearing a helmet, which is not very good the way it is. Not a smart move. Nope. Gotta keep that Bold move, Con. Let's see how it plays out for him. Continue. The doctors, like, they, they weren't expecting his recovery. It was very unanticipated that happened. And the symptoms of it was bilateral mydriasis, and he had a coma. God, that's a long word. The procedure they used was a ventriculostomy and a hemicreatomy. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say those procedures are probably not good. Yeah, pardon the English in this uh, podcast. we not scientists in here, as you can see. Miguel has right. what those two procedures are. All right, and basically, uh, a ventriculostomy is basically you take a device and you insert it into the skull, and it drains excess fluid from the brain to reduce swelling. You know yeah. all that. And they also used did a hemicranectomy, which is a uh, surgical technique. It's done to relieve intracranial pressure on the brain. And to help with all like the brain, like tissue shifts, all that that occurred due to the accident, and basically, those two procedures help him recover from the accident, 
And actually, there is a statistic. He had a bilateral unreactive pupils, which meant both of his eyes didn't react to light. And basically, 88% of people who have pupils that are like that die. So basically, he is like the one in a million chance. So he was very lucky to get that. Now, just to be clear, you guys said it is uh, an injury towards the brain, but if I'm looking at here, uh, the main areas that were impacted from this head injury were the left frontal lobe and the temporal subdural lobe, which both had hemorrhaging and the frontal lobe even had a fissure in this, which was the reason why they had to do these procedures. And we know the frontal lobe kind of controls some of that motor yeah. activity in your mm -hmm. hands yeah. and legs and stuff, so that's really not good to have that damage. This man was really like that. It says only 4% have good recovery and, mo and they either only have moderate disability or no disability. And it's really not uncommon for a TBI to happen this way. Um, almost 50 to 70% of the TBIs in the world are caused by motor vehicle crashes. So always a few safety tips also when you do get in your car, please buckle up because we don't want to have you ending up in a coma or anything like that because, well, you know how that will end up. Um, also a very interesting fact about TBIs, um, males represent the higher number. There's 78.8% yeah. likely to have the most causes of TBI and women only come up for 21.2% of that. I wonder why that is. Oh, we always do, right? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Always. The facts here of the demographics show that men are stupider and drive a lot recklessly. So if next time you say your woman cannot drive good as a man... Please rethink that. And rethink your life if you have that outlook. Now, we do have what we call a Glasgow Coma Scale. Now, it's scaled from 1 to 6, 1 being the worst, 6 to being the best. Now, our patient, did he end up going into a coma in the case study? Yeah, he said he did go into a coma, but they said he wasn't there for like a long time. Uh, about how long? It um, says that he was he was shivering on day two, but he wasn't like, he, on day one he was in the coma, day two he was like, come back to, he was shivering, but he was still like. So it took about three days, four yeah. days for him to finally come back? Yeah. All right, so we would probably end up ranking that on the Glasgow scale of about a three or a four. Now what the four is, is for the motor abilities, it's kind of like a shiver from a stimulus of some sort. Um, he's at least a hearing at that stage, can kind of know what's going on around him and the eyes are opening at certain times. Um, a three is a little bit worse. Um, he's at least able to move his arms around with the shiver a little bit more. Um, he can recognize what's happening, but he can't you know, understand what's going on. And his eyes only open to any certain sound. So it sounds like he's starting to come back. And then on the second table, um, of course, the doctors didn't think he was going to have a good recovery, right? And they weren't really expecting it because it's yeah. not really likely to happen. That's yeah. true. Um, and what kind of recovery did he end up having? Did he finally fully recover or partially recover? He mostly partially recovered. He still has, like, what the usual is. He still has, like, brain. He still has, like, heart sleeping and stuff. But so, really... like, normal side effects of what yeah. you can assume with a coma and head injury and speaking of rehabilitation rehabilitation is quite the yeah. thing when it comes to head injuries because yeah. you do end up dealing a lot more damage yeah. to your motor functions as your brain controls yeah and it, it's very rare for that to happen um on our table of two of course at the glasgow coma scale um a five is a good recovery uh, we always hope that you end up having a good recovery but even with that good recovery you still have a minor disability of some sort um, it sounds like he's probably got 
a four or a three. They, they said he had a favorable, favorable recovery. He said within one year, he could walk around with his mom, shopping with his mom, feed himself, perform simple chores, nothing too hard. But yeah, looking had, at the scale, it looks like a four, the moderate disability. Yeah, it does. And it looks like he'll be able to live with himself independently, but will need assistance at some point. Yeah. But at least, I mean, that's probably one of the better outcomes he could have had considering his situation. And if you look at the rest of the outcomes on this Glasgow outcome scale, it doesn't two is PVS, which is Your for vegetable those that know, state. vegetable, that's it. And, and one is one death. Is death, and that's kind of... And I will quote this one. next line. It's self-explanatory in the description. Yeah. So there is that. So really, guys, just I guess what we're trying to say here is just you get a car, buckle up. And wear that helmet, folks. Buckle up, drive safe. And protect, protect that cranial thing in there because we all know you would like to use it as long as you can. That is and true. that's about all the time we got today, guys. Thanks that's for coming all I out. got. Miguel, I know you didn't say too much, so. Yeah. But at least you were here. You were helping us out. Um, yeah. He was more the information guy. He did say yeah. some good information. We thank so. for your help. Uh, Professor Beckham was in the background. Uh, he kept us quiet for a while, so we thank him for that. Uh, and yeah, y'all... Take care and have a nice day, all right? All right. Thank you. Thank you for your time.